welcome to today's special episode on International Women's Day. And this topic is very close to my heart because I've been doing a lot of work in my capacity to empower women because I believe that every woman deserves an equal chance to survive and thrive. And that's why today's topic is women in leadership. Women are the pillar of society. They are the basic unit of family and play a very, very important role in economic development of any country. They work in all areas side by side with men, but we see lesser women at senior level position at leadership role. Because most of the time women are feeling extra stressed and they are pressured to leave their career midway. And because of this, because there are like a lot of dual standard in the society, which put extra pressure on women to perform on all the fronts equally, where they need support and guidance. And when they get the support, they excel and outperform everyone. Like Sheryl Sandberg said, that the two, the she pointed out two primary reasons women do not pursue a career, because they face harder choice between professional uh, success and personal fulfillment and women systematically underestimate their abilities so that's why i chose these inspiring women leader today and whom i'm really inspired by them and i've been following them uh, since quite long and their content their work really inspired me they are true leaders at linkedin and uh, in their careers so let me introduce uh, all three of them. Let us start from uh, Isabella. She is highly skilled leadership advisor, strategist, consultant, and speaker. Through her leadership, her program, and training, her clients increase productivity by 62%. She is also a Forbes Coaches Council member. Krista Mollion. She has been in leadership position in a major in major companies in Silicon Valley. She established her business and built one of the leading experiential marketing agencies in San Francisco, specializing in 3D and virtual reality and work with leading brands like Apple, HP, Samsung, Google, and many more. Uh, Doreen, uh, she has been helping women achieving leadership across the globe. She is the podcast host, public speaker, and trainer, assisting people in increasing their visibility, credibility, so they become the leader they were meant to be. So welcome all of you ladies to my show, and it's an honor to have you all together with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. I'm super happy to be part of this uh, group of uh, a powerful and trailblazers woman. So we can talk about topics, you know, uh, that matters uh, to us uh, as professional uh, and women leaders. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so um, before uh, we actually go into the discussion, uh, let me, uh, you guys tell us that how you made it through in your career life and in your personal life 
to attain the leadership role. So let's start from Krista. So I think my leadership role was, was something I was born into because I was always bossy. So when I was a child, you know, my, my parents, they knew right away that this was a problem because I always wanted to be the leader in the classroom. I wanted to be the leader in the games and I was very competitive. Uh, so I think uh, when I first did, I, I already knew by, by the end of my schooling that I wanted to have an amazing career. Um, so this is something I, I think up until I entered the workforce, I thought that women were equal, to be yeah. very honest, because growing up in my school, the teachers made every girls feel equal, maybe in sports a little bit, not right. But in most areas, I felt up until I went into the workforce, very, very much confident that women can have everything just as much as men. Then I went into the workforce, but we'll talk about that later. So you guys yeah. can tell about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your like your story. That what made like what struggles you made through, and uh, it's you what challenges you faced in your personal life in your career to reach to that level. Okay, so when I entered the workforce, uh, I went into very competitive environments. Um, so I started in uh, Germany in Daimler Chrysler and um, and I said, oh, I will I will be a vice president in Daimler Chrysler. So I start at very basic level, but I, I you know, 20, 21 years old and I was very, very ambitious. And very quickly, I saw the props uh, just in the way that women were treated, you know, and um, and this is in Germany where Germans are not macho at all you know anyone who's lived in germany worked with german culture would know that society as a whole treats women very in, in big cities okay maybe not in the village somewhere but in big cities women are treated very equal at work um but i think i saw right away that there was going to be some problems then i came back i my um my my i got married and my husband uh wanted to move to United States. And and so when I moved to United States with my husband, a young couple, I got a really good job. He got a really good job too. And, and I was in the Silicon Valley and I continued to see these problems. So one of my first bosses sat me down and said, you're going to have to choose. Either you are going to make a career here and then I will mentor you as a woman, a woman boss or you will have children because she knew I was married. And if you have children, forget it. <laughs> and, and she said, I'm being honest with you. I gave up my career to become a, to not become a mother. And mm -hmm. so it's either, or, so either you yeah. choose to have a career and then I will invest in you, but I don't want to invest in a young woman who's just going to mm -hmm. get pregnant, have a child, and then, you know, not do a good job or even leave the workforce. This was a real shocker for me, you can imagine, as someone who's highly ambitious. And my response was, I'm not going to play those games. I'm going to have it all. So, and I ended up having four children, two boys, two girls. The littlest one is still here. So I have a 20-year-old and a four-year-old, okay? So big age differences. Um, 
and then a 15 year old and a, a 17 year old. Um, but but what I what I ended up doing, guys, is um, to rise above. Um, I actually looked at the the mountain in front of me, the mountain that I was facing of discrimination. Um, I was turned down for jobs when I was pregnant. And what I mean by jobs is promotions or special projects that would have promoted me to a higher power where I would present to other people or I would lead. I was turned down based on my pregnancy. And some of them were even openly telling me, well, we can't take you, of course. And I said, why not? Well, because, you know, what if you need to go to the hospital? We can't rely on a pregnant woman. You're not yeah, dependable. So, and this yeah. is this is in the years 2000s in Silicon mm -hmm. Valley, which is yeah. supposed to it's... be one of the most forward places. Not the, yeah. excuse me, but not Africa, not the Middle East, not yeah. the villages. San yeah. Francisco. All right. Yeah. So my, yes. I'm from San Francisco. Um, I lived there from all my adult life. All right. Um, before yeah. that, I lived in Africa, I lived in Germany, I lived in the islands, I was living everywhere. So, um, so I'm just telling you that for me, yeah. this is like all I knew was this San Francisco culture. And it was very cutthroat and yeah. very anti-female. Um, and I will tell you that not only that, but the women were the ones who least supported me in my career. Whenever I did find a mentor, it was a man. And as a woman, I had to be very, very cautious because my first thought was, what does he want from me? Is this, uh, you know, so I was always very, very scared when a when a, a male mentor would come to me and, and show like I can help you because I said, if you give me a favor, what do I have to give you? You see, yeah. and that's a sad thing that women have to face as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so you know. Sad. This is the reality of what I face. So I decided early on that it wasn't going to work for me. I needed more flexibility. So I ended up going out and starting a company. I actually started three companies. Um, the one that lasted the longest was the VR agency. Um, and thanks to the VR agency, I was able to, uh, you know, make eight figure income, buy a, buy a million dollars home, right? Uh, be independent, have four kids. Uh, work full time and be there to pick up my kids, you know, yeah. be there to raise my kids, take vacations twice, maybe even f up to four times a year with my kids, have a vacation yeah. home. And I would never have been able to do this if I had stayed in corporate America in Silicon yeah. Valley. Yeah. And this is not That's the reality true. for everyone. There's a few lucky women who get mentored, but most of them, they get the mentorship because they came from the right families and they mm -hmm. went to the right universities and their parents knew the right people and the people took their children under the wing the young woman and they said this is the daughter or the sister or the you know somebody from this family and from this university so it's a very 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 small percentage of women who go into the workforce and have that kind of um yeah, you know free pass to go to the top the rest of the women are struggling with sexual harassment with Absolutely. lack of support and a lot of jealousy so a lot yeah. of jealousy as soon as you're a woman who's halfway physically you know trying to take care of yourself trying to look nice 
um, you face double standards because the men are going to flirt with you and the women yeah. are going to hate you. <laughs> and, 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 no one, and, and both will not take you seriously. So I learned yeah. to be, one thing that helped me a lot was to be very, very hard in my career. And when I mean hard, I mean, I'm cutthroat competitive, cutthroat. And I had to, mm -hmm. I think I had to do 10 times more than a man would have to do to succeed. Yeah. And I'm not joking. Yeah. I had, yeah. to, I had to put my kids to bed mm -hmm. and, and go back to work, you know? Yeah, so my kids would true. go to bed at seven or eight. Then I would yeah. clean up, clean up my house. And then between nine and 11, I would keep working on my work, my, yeah. you know, my client stuff. Um, yeah. So I had to, and I had to fight very hard to be taken seriously. Very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, very, like you have well, very, um, you pointed out, try challenges. I mean, of course, uh, uh, and <laughs> saying hi to your, to your daughter. This is uh, Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's of course like we are on the on this show so definitely you are most welcome Ivy <laughs> so but okay. I do have some advice from ladies later on if we if we have time and we we, we talk about more advice what I would have done or what I advise women oh, to do now yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's right now. I just told you guys my whole story of what happened. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, and it's, I chose yeah, entrepreneurship it's because it was it was easier for me, and it worked, and I made more money. Yeah. So yeah, and because not, not not every woman has the choice to go for the entrepreneurship. So yeah, we'll talk more about it later. That how they can come. And Robert, we'll come to your question later on. We just park on this at this moment because now we. Um, trying to uh, hear the stories from these inspirational women so like other women can learn from their stories so let's move to the rain hydrate so maybe you can share your story that how what struggles you faced what challenges you faced in the life to reach to the level where you are at the moment um, so actually, uh, my story is quite the opposite. Um, I wasn't born a leader. I didn't know uh, I could be a leader until actually someone told me, a mentor told me, he's a mentor now, but he saw in me the leadership potential that I wasn't aware of. And one day he told me, Darren, you are a leader. And I remember asking him, why, why are you telling me this? Mm -hmm. Like, because in, I had never saw myself or envisioned myself as a leader. And he was like, no, because when you speak, you have an impact. People listen, people are inspired, people take actions. And again, I was like, yeah, because this is my job to uh, you know, so lead people to manage people. And there is a difference yeah. between managing, uh, being a manager and being a leader. So in my mind, I was just doing my job. He was, he was like, no, you don't understand. And so from there, actually, I quit uh, my career and I started working with him. And uh, he really pushed me. He gave me what we call tough love. It wasn't easy. It was hard. <laughs> He pushed me, pushed me to the max, but he pushed me to unleash the leadership potential from within. And Krista uh, uh, was talking about having support, and it's so, so much important. Mentoring for women 
is so much important because it can build a career or it can destroy a career and oftentimes women are challenged to uh, and i'm not going to talk about all the challenges here but we have heard about the glass ceiling the lack of support we know that there is a gap that is uh, that is uh, built you know uh, when it comes to starting promoting women in management positions so it's early on actually that the gap uh, is 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 being uh, created and the further the, you go the higher you go in the pipeline the fewer women are present and so even fewer women are, uh, are available to um, get into leadership roles or the few that are available actually they don't position themselves as such uh, yeah. because having ambition and wanting to do something is one aspect of it which is very important but the other aspect of it is how to position yourself how to navigate the politics of promotion within the organization how to network and create that support system how do you have access to those uh, you know network of influence which usually are very few people very hard to get in uh, those uh, network but when you have a mentor like the mentor can open the doors, can you know make that little push that you need as a woman to get a foot in the door, to to get in at the table with those uh, influential people. And for me, really, uh, it was a, a life changer. I went from you know having a career in 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 international development, international relations, doing my thing, to uh, sitting at the table with. Uh, presidents, ministers, advising high-level politicians and high-level businessmen because of this mentor that saw in me in the potential and took me to places where I would have never in a lifetime have access otherwise. Um, so that's really the, the, the point that I would like to make today, a mentorship, find a mentor. Yes. It's hard, uh, but you need support. Okay, uh, yes. I oftentimes say that success is not a solo endeavor. Either you are an entrepreneur or you are a, a, a woman who want to build a successful career based on what success is to you. It's important to mention it. You need support and having a mentor, either in business or in corporate, is very important because it can make the difference. Yeah, absolutely right. I right support and basically when uh, and finding the right mentor is very, very crucial, especially for women, because most of the time there are a lot of pressure, societal, professional, personal level, uh, and there are lots of expectation from women. So we need guidance that which way to go and how to handle all these stresses, all these pressures. Okay, so now moving on to Isabella. Tell us a little bit more about your struggles in life, how you are, how you achieve those leadership roles in your life? Thank you for asking. It's, it's a very uh, great discussion so far. And I wanted to kind of shed a little bit different perspective here for, for everybody that is participating and listening so they can get the most value. Obviously, my bag comes heavily from Europe and then later on from the United States. But I always had that global perspective, which really gave me a quick understanding of what is going on in other parts of the world culturally in terms of diversity inclusion in much more uh, uh, permanent type of sense and seeing where we have interesting threats for centuries and specifically in recent decades of modern time where we have a leaders and 
cult leaders with the titles and positions because they have a power and can make a change. Um, but they don't necessarily have a leadership skill set. They don't know how to lead. And they are not even managers per se, but yet uh, we see a lot of people embracing those types of styles. And as a result, we're seeing a lot of pain and how much not only impact financially those organizations, but also how much impact negatively people. So it took a time to really dispel that. It's like title doesn't make a person uh, mm -hmm. much stronger as a leader. And one of the reasons why I'm pushing the leadership 5.0 version, because we have a lot, a lot of way to go. We're seeing tremendous mm -hmm. as modern time is pushing forward with the changes that we cannot even keep, not in just in terms of technology, but also what actually people need. As a result, we're seeing symptomatic issues that came to light in recent years, specifically around the great resignation. Everything we mm -hmm. didn't want to invest uh, in the past, truly capital investment in human capital, uh, we're definitely facing uh, right now. And my experience working in, uh, with major NGOs and governments and corporations around the world and having been people champion, and I always felt there was never enough attention put into that. We always see technology, we always see a little bit of process, and on the end, very little investment in people. Now we're seeing yeah. tremendous change and opportunity. As Lisa was mentioning, we're even seeing shifting in Silicon Valley because top-down approach, those crazy things we've seen don't work anymore. What saddens mm -hmm. me is the pattern, how women are treated and how they're understood. And how many times I have to step up and, and do bull actions and sometimes to my own detriment, but I still knew that was the right thing to do where I saw abuse of the woman uh, through the power that was imposed upon them. A lot of times women created tremendous solutions, but they were not given Edit. A lot of times there was used um, in background in secretarial matter to serve versus to truly generally support and have a seat at the table and be this distinct uh, force with their diverse way of solving the problems before they ever escalate to the crisis. Mm -hmm. And I truly see uh, right now being a fair amount of crisis intervention around the globe, specifically as we're unfolding right now, of one major crisis in Europe, uh, working for with people from 120 countries worldwide, dealing with actual crisis intervention of major conflicts, uh, war, genocide, ethnic cleansing, extreme things that we do to another and understanding the backbone of all of that and what that does to society. Uh, that's the reason I'm saying my perspective is slightly different. I faced interesting challenges that not necessarily everybody had a chance to face, and I'm glad for that, but I also leverage and utilize that so that I can address bold um, problems, as I call them, elephant in the rooms, that everybody's dancing around, and yet I don't want to really point what exactly we're talking about. So that really makes tremendous difference, or made a tremendous difference to me individually, uh, because I was one of those kids who were super tough people and very fast and also someone that needed to protect myself. And not only because I survived before, but because I also recognize what's happening if you do not do that. And as you said, sexual harassment, also accusations. Yeah. 
a lot of things that yeah. we can make someone who is a star overnight uh, as someone that they're afraid of or whatever might be the situation. Yeah, 